Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you browse homeowner reviews, compare quotes from multiple local pros, and even book a service instantly. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the Rose Podcast number 395. I'm sitting here at our space at Meltdown. I'm with Katie Levine. Hi, Hello. Katie. Uh, first of all, thank you to Sure, who gave us uh, a pile of awesome new microphones. So if we sound better and clearer, that is because of them. So thank you, Sure. When did we get these? Uh, about two weeks ago. Three weeks ago now. They're really snazzy. They're amazing. I almost feel like we're doing a professional show. It's only taken three years to feel like we're doing a <laughs> professional show with actual equipment. I went to Corolla Studio last night, and it's like a full-on... There's live streaming and a, yep. and, a, a and like windows separating people, like a recording studio. And so now we are one step closer to being a super professional operation. With our legit mics. <laughs> with our legit mics. Mites? I have mites. <laughs> Will you pick them off me and eat them like a like a like a like a, a chimp? I just need you to pick the mites off me and then just put them in your mouth. Will you do that? No. Are you sure? It's not part of my job description. Damn it! You win, human resources. <laughs> but these are chimp resources. If there was a chimp resources department, it'd be the opposite. Human resources would be like, you can't have employees eat mites off you. Chimp resources would be like, we're gonna fire you if you don't have that's employees your, eat your mites off job. you. That's your only job. That's the That's your only job. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing you're supposed to yeah. do. That and throw shit. Now, you haven't done either of those. <laughs> Human resources would be like, hey, come on. <laughs> uh, and then nine more examples highlighting the differences between those two things. Uh, but uh, so we're doing the uh, my Comedy Central show at midnight premieres October 28th. Uh, at midnight, of course, on Comedy Central. Uh, it's at midnight on Twitter, just the at sign and then midnight. And we're doing a bunch of live shows to get ready for it. So live run-throughs at Meltdown on as many Tuesdays as we can before then. So if you go to nerdmeltla.com, you can get uh, info and tickets for that, RSVP. We make tickets available each week. They're free. Um, so RSVP and come and help us, uh, you know, as we try to figure out the show so that we don't have to figure it out on the air. But it's also kind of fun because it really lends itself to being uh, a, a show to see live. So check that out. Or just follow me on Twitter at Nerdist. Um, I'd like to thank for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast, Adult Swim. New episodes of Children's Hospital with Rob Corddry and NTSF SDSUV with Paul Shear come out every Thursday night, also at midnight. Uh, I'm a big fan of these people and these shows. So uh, write it down. Clear your schedule. If you like awesome things, then you will watch Children's Hospital. I mean, if, Katie, I feel like people who listen to the podcast probably already like those things. Oh, I'm sure. So maybe I'm just reminding them that it's happening Thursday nights uh, at midnight on Adult Swim. Now, when I say Thursday night at midnight, it's actually Friday morning, technically, right? Yeah, but you have to say Thursday. You have to say it, Thursday. it gets confusing. It does, unless you have a reverse schedule and then midnight is your is your actual morning. Yeah, but if that's not the then. case, it's at the end of Thursday. Let's say, you know what? Start watching at 11.59 p.m. on Thursday. <laughs> give, give them an extra minute. 
That's all they. That's all we're asking for good comedy. Give them an extra freaking minute. Uh, so thanks to Adult Swim for sponsoring this episode of the Nerds Podcast. Uh, and this podcast is uh, a dear, dear uh, longtime friend of mine, Lauren Graham, who I haven't seen for a long time and kind of ran into her in an airport and said, you should come on the podcast. And she was like, I'd love to. So uh, this is a fun us kind of catching up that we haven't talked for a really long time. And then also uh, Lauren's been Lauren's on Parenthood. Uh, she's written a book called Someday, Someday, Maybe. And uh, and I absolutely adore her. And she's hilarious and awesome. So uh, here we go with the Nerds Podcast number. And I believe she on Twitter. I think she's the Lauren Graham. Here we go. The Nerds Podcast number 395 with Lauren Graham. Now entering Nerdist.com. Yeah, so we basically just start recording and then okay. that's, that's it. There's no... Or do I do this or do you I just can. talk? You can. Yeah, there's some the right thing. here. Yeah, if you want, oh. if you want some headphones. Do I want some headphones? It's helpful. Okay. It's really nice. I have a great voice. <laughs> you have a great voice. Yeah, it's for you to listen to me. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it's not for you to listen to yourself. No, God, no. I don't yeah. like listening to myself. Matt, uh, Matt's really soothing. The, uh, the wow. Nat King Cole yeah, approach of nice. smoking yeah. to make his voice sound more resonant. Sure. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I record Christmas song this year, maybe <laughs> thirteen <laughs> cartons. Just not. Mm. He does smoke. I, I do. miss smoking. It's great. Yeah. It is out. not great. Chris, calm down. We're having a conversation. <laughs> Matt, uh, I saw you at the gym still... today, and you left, and you were like, I'm going to go smoke. I'm like, you fucking moron. Why would you do that? I ran really far on a treadmill, and I, I earned it. You don't run to cigarettes. You don't? Hang on. How do you get them, then? They're not supposed to be the little How do you get tobacco carrots dangling in front of your treadmill. How do you treadmill? get cigarettes, then? You have to run to them. Oh, so, man, you got to put in the work. That. By the time you I get lung it. cancer, I can probably just get a rat and grow a lung on its back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like medical technology. So you're going to go into them lung rats? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Medical technology's going to catch up. Everyone assumes. We'll all be fine. <laughs> you know, by 30 years or so, yeah. they're going to be able to. <laughs> they can drain all your blood, give you new organs. Oh, I love it. They can already drain most of your blood, right? Do you have any idea how long I've known <laughs> I this, the Lance this woman, Lauren Graham? Uh, don't, fi- don't mind me. Oh, Jesus. Mid-90s? Um, <laughs> no, well, late 90s. Late 90s. Yeah. yeah. Same diff. Late 90s. <laughs> Dave Matthews, man, just as popular. Oh. <laughs> not, with, not with us, I don't feel. <laughs> That's too bad. You guys have remember, a lot to learn. I don't remember. I just have images of you at parties, at at the parties that... I used to have at that old house. You, yeah, you and Connie Britton and Jen Jostin, and there was this Melissa. The, yeah, there was this, there was this coven of actresses who would get, sort of get together. And, Why and, so evil? <laughs> we no, no, no. Again, it, it would, it would change. Like one weekend it would be at your place, another weekend it would be at right. Connie's place, and then right. another, and then you know Jen and Pete. Yes. Um, your uh, uh, Glockenspiel lessons. <laughs> are, <laughs> but I, the images that I have, Lauren Graham, are getting really drunk. And hitting on you, I can't even know if I can count the number of times <laughs> where I would get kind of drunk and be like, seriously, we should just go out. And you were like, no. Why was I like, no, though? <laughs> because you, because I was a, a fucking drunk pile of of booze. But so cute. Who cared? Hey, all right. Anyway. Yeah. I, I don't myself. remember why, why no. 
Um, I just remember the. I remember the good times. <laughs> I remember the happy, happy good times. They were good. They were good fun times. Yeah, they were really good fun times. And I remember you brought your own six pack in general. <laughs> well, that was a little pregame. <laughs> <laughs> that was pregame. It was but never I always was like, yeah, no, because I will always like. I remember having a party where I had like a band like in the living room. I would never. I, I how who, how dare I? You know, and and so I had like margarita machines and stuff. But you would bring your own whatever it was oh, that you was enjoyed. Disgusting. What was your poison at the time? <laughs> Um, you know, it uh, it varied. Of the type of beer, might have been like a Sapporo or like a Red Hook or right. sure, you know, like sure. something. something what year is this for you? This, is... this was um, this was pre two thousand probably ninety nine. Really? So this is post. This is post singled out. Post singled out. Is this? Pre- but I remember it pre Gilmore. Oh no, it can't be pre Gilmore girls. It was kind of pre Gilmore though. But then I was friends with Melissa, which is how I met Sam, and I met Melissa on Gilmore Girls, so it had to be. Melissa Dur- McCarthy, yes. During Gilmore Girls. During, yeah, maybe it was around the time. It was kind of like yeah. right around the beginning. I specifically remember coming to a party that you had. At uh, Stars Hollow? It was not. <laughs> <laughs> at the gazebo? <laughs> at Luke's? It was at uh, Brown Derby, I believe it was. Oh, God. Um, and, uh, and, and it was a What ga- was this, in the 40s? What are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah, we were at the Brown the br- Derby. <laughs> the Brown Derby doesn't exist anymore. That's right. okay. No, well, was, was it Brown Derby or was no, it no, no, Elaine no. and what's, what's his nuts? It was a, oh the piano playing yeah, couple yeah. Martin Elaine oh yeah, Martin the Elaine. friggin' Dresden the friggin' there Dresden might have been the Dresden no mm. this was a house party that you were having and it was a game night I had come from a drinking contest <laughs> how'd you do <laughs> I won <laughs> and I was proud of it let's back this up <laughs> what what do you how do you just come where do you find a drinking contest. Uh. I think well, you make one and then you win it. You fucking make one, dude. It's like there was another comic named Bob Powers, and uh-huh. he he was also very proud of how much he could drink. And so we, it was Friday night, and we did a show in Westwood. I I helped book a show in Westwood at the mm-hmm. Gypsy Cafe, and so we said let's make a drinking contest. We'll host the show and have other comics come on, and in between we'll do mini drinking contests as we bring oh my people God. up. So I got okay. this Batman cape and cowl, and I called myself the Logger Bat. Oh, this is fucking oh my gross. God! And why why did it have to have a superhero component it <laughs> because, make sense. because it was extra awesome <laughs> um, uh, because <laughs> Batman had a Bruce Wayne had a tragic story where he fought crime I had a tragic story where I had to suppress all that rage with alcohol and so uh, we uh, we did this drinking contest and I went to your place mm-hmm. and I believe there were margarita machines and you were doing it was a big like multiplayer charade game yeah which was super fun. It was fun, but then we had to shut those down because people started taking it too seriously and getting upset. There were, there were. I, I remember like there was a bad turning point of of game night where it became like, it. He spoke during the charade. Like people got so shrill and horrible that I was like, I don't think this is healthy anymore. We had to stop it. It's not fun. No, but but it's just like you know any sort of time that seems really great it can't last forever you know right but then and now i never the only games night i ever go to are really stressful and horrible and i feel (laughs) that they should all be shut down as well it's like when did it become something we're taking seriously yeah as you know like and being offended uh in our in our hearts it should not feel like the audition process. No, where no. You're like, oh, well, because what are the stakes really? There, there are none. none. There Just are none. your pride, which no, can be the no, worst stake of all. Their pride, and huh? you know, listen. <laughs> there is some actors are you know like are generally nice people, but also a little competitive, and, ho- yeah. and some of them can be horrible and a little 
like uh, indignant. Yeah, maybe and, that was it. Maybe I was like, I don't need to see the inner you to this degree. <laughs> I'd like to go back to the superficial you that I knew better. Well, we're just hanging out and having fun yeah. as opposed to like, well, <laughs> if this is how it's going to be, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, then games night went away. And then it went, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry that that happened. That's all right. Maybe we can. I mean, look, we're having this reunion. Maybe there'll we be should some do games one of the, night we reunion. We should do a games night reunion. Yeah. Did, so what... Uh, I, I, for, I think it was like 99 when I first met you with Jen Johnston. And was that – when was Townies? <laughs> when I knew wasn't you. Townies? Because wow. I remember you from that show. And I was like, so, oh, it's my friend Lauren Graham. And I remembered you as being really funny. That's nice. That is very nice. I, I don't know how funny I was on Townies. But, but Townies was like 96, I think, 97. Uh, it went like this. It went Caroline in the City, mm-hmm. Townies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't mm, no, this is like <laughs> Matt knows all these. So this is a walk down '90s lane. Yeah, this is a walk down NBC schedule. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, this is when yeah, it was the NBC Thursday night, and yeah. and so it went Caroline in the City, and then I did um, Townies, and then something called the Q- no Good Company. It was called with John Tenney, that was on CBS maybe, and then what? And the new oh news radio news radio was somewhere in there, um, I don't remember when. And then myob. Why am I giving you my resume? No, no, please. no, no. Please. We know Continue. all these. We know. Yeah, Continue. And then I was just trying to put, put place us in time. And right. then Gilmore Girls was two thousand. So I don't know. But did I meet you through Melissa or through Jen Justin? It was through Jen Justin. Oh, okay. I knew I knew Melissa before, okay. obviously because of her cousin. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Because she was Melissa. Um, Missy was a PA on Jenny's That's sketch right. show, oh and God. I was always like, "But Missy's hilarious! Know, Why I wouldn't know. she have a sketch show?" Like it always felt so. So when when that all when she totally like you know like yeah. blew up, it was like, "Oh, there's justice." I felt similarly, really. Um, uh, I don't know what the word is. Gratified, I guess that because she was great on Gilmore Girls, but then you'd go see her in Groundlings, and it was a completely different performer she's a whole person, other level to, a whole other level and and it seemed like uh, it just seemed criminal in a way <laughs> that the two were coexisting because <laughs> it was so not what she did i mean again she was wonderful on gilmore girls but it was just not what she was meant to do now she's doing what she was meant to do. right how long so, did it take how long were you sort of in the audition machine before it started like when did you move to los angeles and start all that i was in the audition machine in new york for a really long time and um you know kind of on a treadmill treadmill or a what, what are the hamsters on uh, hamster wheel. A hamster wheel. Um, the high tech hamsters <laughs> are on a treadmill now. The one percent hamsters okay. have treadmills. <laughs> the also the, the really rat. fit ones who don't. Yeah, smoke. and they wear other animals fur. <laughs> the rats are on the treadmills, growing the lung. <laughs> that, that are gonna that's gonna help you when you. Um, that's gonna be a giant fucking rat, by the way, to house a lung <laughs> I've seen some big on their body. Right? It's basically just gonna. It's basically just like a waffle with feet, like a giant <laughs> organ growing on a tiny creature. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. I'm, I'm worried about you. No, it, I think you're gonna be. His okay. shoulders the burden. But so I was in New York for a long time. I went to grad school. I was a cocktail waitress at the Improv, at the old Improv on 46th Street. I think we've had this conversation. Really? That's amazing. Yeah, where, because in my, I I have a thing for comics, which is why I'm surprised I didn't go out with you. (laughs) I think I was so broken that you were like, I think this one might be even even a little too broken for me. (laughs) But I just loved that world and I, I never wanted to be a stand-up, but I just 
I appreciated it so much. And, and so, I don't know, I was a cocktail witch at the improv and I worked in commercials. I started getting commercials, but um, I didn't really ever audition for anything real. And then I got a test, my first test for news radio. Um, and I couldn't do it because I was shooting like a weekend with the movie channel or like, oh, yeah. some, like <laughs> some like hosting gig <laughs> that I had. And, and, but it gave me encouragement encouragement to come to LA and I came to LA and I got a pilot quickly that didn't go. So you're a good auditioner. It seems like you might be a good auditioner because you worked pretty much every year. I were yeah, from then on. But I mean, to me, the road to get to that place where I started, get, you know, getting pilots every year right. was was pretty long. I mean, I remember lying about my age back when you could do that <laughs> because yeah. there was no IMDb <laughs> and like being really afraid to, you know, get to 30 because I, you know, I, I was, I thought like that was the end. So I remember feeling like this is coming to me late, but, but that, that, that's not, that can't be true though. Right. Because a lot of it, like, did you, did you, do you feel like in retrospect, like, Oh, I didn't know what I was talking about. I think I have always had a healthy sense of impending doom and, and, um, <laughs> and it was no, definitely, it, I've never heard healthy and doom in such close juxtaposition. Well, I'd it. rather have that than to me, like most actors fall into one of two categories. The, of course I got it. Yeah. And the, how did I get it? And I definitely w- am and was the latter. And so it was always a surprise to me. Yes. In retrospect, I probably could have, could have, um, felt a little more confident but i don't know that's just not how it was and and also it was a different time of like there was a half hour there were you know yeah you would test for things in first second and third position the there were so age many pilots yeah and so many half hours and and that so the i just happened to hit a good you know time in terms of what was going on was right before all the reality shows absorbed yeah. all of the there was like there was one specific pilot season that i remember where it was like where's all the Shows. Well, I remember <laughs> being it was game made. shows first. First, I remember I remember seeing some upfronts, and they were it wasn't even millionaire. It was some lesser game show, and I was like, game shows right. in prime time. What a crazy! That'll never last. Although, <laughs> yeah. every time they do a Price Is Right uh, prime <laughs> time, I'm on board. I'm on board. Plinko at 8 p.m. Sign Matt Myra up. <laughs> it sort of feels like it feels naughty for some reason. Like, I shouldn't be allowed to enjoy this at this hour. What is this like? Eggs for dinner? <laughs> exactly. What Price Is Right makes me feel sad and depressed because it makes you think of not working. I don't know. It's just the dressing up and the excitement over so so much you, for so little. It just makes though? me sad. We we tape uh, we do Talking Dead in the, a, a one floor up from the Price Is Right mm-hmm. stage, and every time there's a guest, every time every week I'll take a guest down. They they just leave the fucking wheel out. <laughs> right? It's oh just my out god! At CBS, it's just out. It's like oh, there's the Bold and Beautiful stage. That's still a thing. And then the fucking Price Is Right wheel, <laughs> oh my god. and everyone's like, "Can I spin it?" Like everyone wants to spin it. And it's a really fun. Let me yeah. ask you this. When you spin it, uh, <laughs> can you plug it in? Can you plug it in and make it do anything? Does it have the, because the sound. No, 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 no. Is the dinging I real? I need to know. Here, here's how far my host gene goes. Yeah. When people spin the wheel, I want them to feel like they're doing a good experience. So I send off to the side and go, boop, 
Like I do that for them just to give them the full experience. And it works. Why have I never gone to a taping of the Talking Dead just for that experience? I don't know. Well, now we're doing the Breaking Bad one and we're one floor up. So I guess Sunday's free. There's a whole section of that where it's all the Price is Right games and they're just like shoved up against the side. Yeah, our our line producer for Nerdist, he was a he was a big game show fan, Jade, and he's like, I was on Price is Right. I was their biggest winner. And I was like, fuck, really? <laughs> YouTube, boom. He won like a oh car, an RV. <gasps> he won both showcases. The guy, wow. he won like 70 something thousand dollars worth of stuff. It is weird. I mean, the show really could just be called, how much is this shit? Because everything is <laughs> right. like, how much is this brown furniture sectional? <laughs> yeah, right, uh, right. I don't know. Who knows that? And putting the car price numbers in a row. In that order. really stresses me out. <laughs> I can't I can't even I can't watch do you, people do it. Do you, I know get, how, I like it. do you know how excited I would get during a hole in one when Bob Barker would go over and hit the top of it and it would go or two? And I'd be like, Well what he's got another chance. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Um when you were in a, when you were a waitress at the improv, did you uh was there ever any sort of like don't fuck the comics rule, or was there ever? Or <laughs> well, did, or so, did you have a personal what like? What comedy clubs have you been to? Well, the I'm rule just... <laughs> is quite the opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this also makes me question all my life choices because, in further things coming full circle, one of the comics who was a, a frequent performer at the time was Ray Romano, who's mm-hmm. now been on the Parenthood show playing my sometime boyfriend. And this is like every conversation I ever have with Ray, as if he's forgotten that he asked me already. So, no, what comics hit on you? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't really remember any. He's like, ah, oh, come on. What comics hit on you? I'm like, I don't think any, Ray. Can we please stop having this conversation? I don't remember that being a thing. I remember being very separate because the world of, of waitressing there is so structured and you, you have to get, you know, your drinks out. And there was no, like, after hang. Plus, I, ha- I also worked at Barney's New York at 8 a.m. the next morning. I don't think I yeah. hung and I didn't like... You worked at Barney's and then by night? Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, like, wow. What was your commission like at Barney's? I think it was good, but I was... These are jobs I just was completely ill-equipped for. You know, I was selling to women with, with you know, jobs in law firms and yeah. stuff who would ask me about, you know, is this blouse appropriate for the workplace? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just got out of acting school. Looks good to me. Like, I had no idea <laughs> if what... If I was I would... playing a lawyer... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would say okay. Exactly. I mean, the jobs I have fibbed my way into are quite astonishing and that was one of them like fashion no it's terrible and I remembered that when they asked me to be a judge on Project Runway and I was like naturally a return to my fashion roots (laughs) (laughs) and then I got there and I was like oh yeah I don't know anything about fashion and I feel bad criticizing people this is a terrible combination (laughs) and so I'd be like it looks like you tried real hard it was just like a bad idea you know what you could do is you could just pick one phrase and you could say it sincerely (laughs) to the people who did it well and sarcastically to the people where you're like nice pants nice pants like you could just stick well, with that stick because that you get in this like you know you're there with Michael Kors who's like it looks like a Tunisian bath mat or something and you're like it's so genius and yet so horrible you know and I, I had no similar turn of phrase My, Michael Kors uh, had the same I watched probably the first four seasons of Project Runway yeah. And um, and he uh, he has the same greeting every time. Hi guys, guys, <laughs> hi guys, guys. But he's hilarious. He's really funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and uh, um, the the girl who does um, uh, uh, who does wardrobe for 
me on all the shows I work on was on was one of the contestants on Project One oh, Way wow. Kit. Okay. And uh, and so we always we always joke about it because I I love Tim Gunn so much. I love him so much. It's I, a problem. I think of him as uh, uh, Steve Father Martin's figure? gay brother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks like Steve Martin to me. He does. Yeah, but he yeah. looks like Steve Martin's gentler, like yeah. the one that you would go to if you needed support. I have Tim Gunn fantasies that I, I and, and so then I, when I met him on Project Runway, he's truly the most gracious. Like he fulfills all your expectation. He's like, what a wonderful start to the season. Oh. I'm so glad to see you. you and I was like, I was like, he probably thinks my name is Kim, but like, I don't care. He's, he's, he's just, he's made me feel like the most special person in the universe. It was so beautiful. I, he's one of those guys that I think, and I never bother people in public, but he's one of those guys. If I saw him in public, I'd have to go up and be like, can I just say hi to you? Please? Yeah. And you know his story, right? That I mean, I don't know any details about it, but the folklore is that he had. (laughs) There's Tim Gunn folklore. I don't think there isn't. I hear (laughs) Timmy. Let me tell you about Timmy Gunn. (laughs) That he had a relationship that, for whatever reason, ended. Oh yeah, he's so devastated. Well, that he said, "That's it. Forget it. I'm no never again." Timmy put away his gun that day. Well played. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> but that nice pants. speaks. <laughs> nice pants. But that speaks further in a strange way to his heart, his big heartedness that he couldn't weather another. Well, I think he maybe just. I think he just sort of blurted it out very nonchalantly on a morning show or really? something like a TV morning show, or was like. Oh, I haven't, uh, I haven't been with someone in like twenty-seven years. Like it was right. just some very like casual. Yeah. Like, oh, this is just how it is. No, yeah. like, wait, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to him, it's just like, oh, it's just not, not really. Well, a... if it wasn't going to be that person, it's not going to be anybody. It's not going to be anybody. Yeah. yeah. That's the poetry of Tim Gunn. <laughs> we have to find. That's the next reality series. Is we have to find Tim, Tim Gunn. Gunn. Oh. Yes. I don't know. We gotta find him, gun a lady. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think no, no, no. I understand the premise of the show. No, 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 no. Dating show. It's not. No. We gotta it's get totally him, gun no. laid. Yeah, well, this is half right. Um, <laughs> we'll just take him to the improv. Nope. Have him do a set. Afterwards, <laughs> pussy. <laughs> no. But not with the waitress named Lauren, because she never got any. <laughs> <It's the> <laughs> Did you ever watch? You, I always feel bad for the waitresses in the ser- the servers in the comedy clubs. Because Me too, most because. I'm performing. Well, Aww. it's because it's because you know they see roughly. Uh, my set changes a little bit each time, but but it basically they see a lot of the same jokes for five straight shows. Yeah. Did that ever bother you? Or did you just no, tune I love it, out? it? I really love it, and um, I I appreciated the you know subtle changes every night. I mean, that's the business or the work the pursuit we're all in is telling the same story with some sort of you know, making it making it new. And I, I, I loved it. And there were certain bits that like just never, ever got old for me. Um, at, you know, David Tell worked the door at the time and, and they'd let it, she'd let him go on sometimes at like three, four in the morning. And, <laughs> and, and it was horrible, you know, it's to like two people and he had, I can't, I can't, as much as I tell you, I, I could have listened to it a million times. I can't remember it. But it was a bit about the Indian who cries about pollution. <laughs> and it was just, it got me every time. So I I don't know. I loved it. Who were some of the other uh, performers swirling around? Well, there? you know, Billiam Cornell. Anyone? I don't know him. Louis C.K. Of course. Um, I've heard of him. I think Bill Burr may have been, he was younger. But, I mean, it was... Oh, uh, Judy Gold uh-huh. did a bit about if she had a um, 
her own show, the opening credits would be her because she had these like spit curls that was part of her look at the time. Yeah. And that it would be her sliding down her own spit curl. It's Judy's show. <laughs> I always thought that was amazing. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such an odd. She was on Chopped. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. The celebrity Chopped. She did not win. She was funny. She was yeah, really yeah, funny. I was actually always surprised. When, when I first met you, I first started hanging out with you. There are some people who are funny and there are some people who are like, comic funny mm-hmm. and I was like fucking Lauren's really comic funny like you Dude. really you really like the, the the sort of the hangouts and the and the riffing and the back and forth and the super the super fast banter like it's you you could have been a comic I think if you wanted to be God bless you I don't know why it's one of the things that uh, many things that frighten me I have um, attempted and that's just one I never I could never I don't know it was more fright than I could handle well, I think at this, at this point it probably wouldn't be fun and rewarding because no. there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like going on late to two people, yeah. and then <laughs> right. like you, you know, I even think myself because I perform out of town a lot. I could perform locally more, and I don't because I'm like, ah, do I want to drive to Santa Monica to do this show to just <laughs> right. do like seven minutes? Like I just get, I just, yeah. you just get tired. You yeah, know? like you just. Well, it's a very. I mean, I have a dear friend who I went to college with who still performs and. Um, you know, it's it's a really hard life and it only gets harder. You know, I did a movie with Joel McHale this summer. He like left on a red eye to go perform for a college in Michigan, you know, and then come back to work 12 hours later. It's, yeah, but he came never... back with a suitcase full of money. I know that's probably true. <laughs> the suitcase was made of money. Yeah. And then there was money in and it. Inside of it were very tight T-shirts. <laughs> He's in good shape. He's in he's really good shape. He played football in yeah. college. Oh my god, it's insane. He's a monster. He's he, he's tall and he's, he's very he's, tall. He's tall and cut. Yeah. It's a, but it's just that suitcase full of money there, and they're just it's like the 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 Benjis are getting pregnant and having more Benjis <laughs> inside. So by the time he gets to where he's going, there is twice as much money as by the time he Still, got there. Still, it's stressful. All that travel. <laughs> yeah, you don't know if your flight's going to be on time. What's the mo- what's the what's snack going to be? Is be there like? Wi-Fi on the plane? No, because it's regional. What the fuck, man? Do you have the ocean view or not? I do have a funny story. Like my 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 manager used to have a, a business partner. And his business partner managed one of the blue collar guys. I think maybe it was Ron White. And Ron was, I mean, like, they would do these weekends where they would make just obscene amounts of money. And he had a private jet, and the private jet broke down, so they got him another one. And I guess that one, there was something wrong with that one. And so he said to his manager, like, Man, I tell you, sometimes it just ain't worth it. And Alex and I would joke and go, no, it's literally worth it. It is literally worth it in your private jet. They would get these checks that would just show up of like, hmm, $90,000. Where did this come from? Oh, uh, there were, I guess there were a series of air fresheners that we sold with your face on them. Oh, great. You know, it was just like that, was like that kind of shit. That reminds me of a slight moral dilemma I had recently, which is um, – I did this movie, Bad Santa. Yes. Classic. A classic, long time ago. And recently, I know not why, they were trying to do some Bad Santa merchandising and (laughs) sent me for my approval. And it was one of these, like, must hear back in 48 minutes or we'll go ahead without you. (laughs) And it was like a picture of Billy Bob and I and and with the uh, line... Fuck me, Santa. And 
I was like, on, and it's going to go on mugs and T-shirts. And I was like, hey, why now? Why? Did somebody woke up and was like, ah, there's an opportunity we missed. We can still you know, I'll tell you what bring it's it back. Some, it's some marketing guy who has a, 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 an empty mug. Yeah. And he's watching Bad Santa one morning like, huh, huh? Oh, wait a minute. But you know, in the business we're in, like people have to take all this stuff seriously in case I might be like, yes, I think that's a wonderful opportunity <laughs> and the perfect turn for my career to take. And so like they're, they're like, uh, approval? And I was like, what? Are you kidding? No, I can't. And But then, you, I don't know. I was like, would that be the money-making opportunity? Would that be my Benji I'm sorry. I don't no know way. if you sorry. need that to be. No way. It's no way. Not in a million you years. You don't it frozen on mugs. I just mean like these are the kinds Especially of questions you're. Especially in like six you're... months when it's a dollar at Spencer <laughs> oh, Gift. <God>. Six months. <laughs> They're like buying it back on Amazon. Yeah. You put on sunglasses and you're just buying them all at Oz. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's someone like, buys them. They sit on a Spencer's gift shelf next to those dice that tell you what sex position to take. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> I've guys. never seen those. Have you been in a Spencer's gift? That's pretty much all there is. Lava lamps. Yeah, to be sure. fair, there's yeah. lava lamps. I don't know. I just thought. I just thought the world is strange. But anyway, you guys, I said no. <laughs> and okay? you don't. And you don't want to be. You don't want people running up those shoes like, hey, fuck me, Santa. Like, no. You don't want people. That, I, you don't want I that don't to be want, your I don't want to be on a mug at all, like of any kind. <laughs> I. I don't want. You know. But this was a particular. Lead. What if they had come to you and said, "Here, we're going to do this. It's a. It's a Lorelai Gilmore uh, edition Jeep Wrangler." <laughs> Are you on board? Are you on board? What What would it be? What would it be? Uh, let's see. It would. It there would, it would be a be, lot of snack a, food. It would be. Uh, it would be it. tough but fair. Coffee. <laughs> coffee maker. And the Jeep. The Jeep you always wished you had. Yeah, exactly. It's like your buddy, but it also tells, it tells you what, you what to, to do. do. <laughs> Bumper sticker. It's the parent friend Jeep. <laughs> and then it has. And then it also it has another Jeep that comes with it that's a little bit older that kind yeah, of gets in the be, way that's sometimes. Jeep. Yeah. Younger no, no. Jeep. There's a younger Jeep and an older yeah. Jeep. Right. Then you're trying to. Then one Jeep's trying to manage both. <laughs> and then Jeeps. it has the romantic uh, comedy Jeep that's like <laughs> yep. has a backwards baseball hat on it, yep. and it, they just can't seem to make it work <laughs> together. But they have good chemistry. Really thought they're gonna pull it through. <laughs> really, really did. All right. So basically, comes. what we've just anyway. done, what we've just done uh, for Disney is pitch the Cars Gilmore Girls mashup. <laughs> I'm watching it. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to be any merchandise. I don't think unless unless. It was a superhero, I guess, but I mean, really, let's the time for that is gone. By the time Gilmore Girls came around, were you like sick of the bit? Like, was there any point where you're like, I'm fucking done with this, I don't want to do this shit anymore, or were you still pretty open to it? Like, did you enjoy the process of that show, or were you kind of exhausted by that point? Well, but when I started that show, um, I had bounced around from a, from a, all these different things that had gotten canceled, and so my assumption was that things just get canceled. And um, but I do remember really connecting to that character, and and um, and uh, people were like, "You don't want to be on that network. This it was still very new, the WB, and you shouldn't play a mom. You're too." And it, none of that uh, that didn't cross my mind. I just thought, "Oh, here's a you know a good character." So at the beginning of that show. I was really energized and excited to do that writing. It's just the the, the hours were insane, and it went on for seven Sing, <laughs> seven years. Single camera is pretty fucked up. And it was this brand of, and it's all the stuff that you know made the show different, which yeah. was these long walk and talks and with no cuts, and um, you know, but so you'd have to get these long speeches completely perfect in one take and that was hard so it was just a really long day so by the end 
I was tired, but not of that character. Just I was just tired. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, the fucking the, the, you get, and also you can get sort of spoiled with the sitcom schedule where you're like, yeah. ten to four. We do like a run yeah. through in the afternoon. Yeah. Ah, I fucked up a line. Now there's four that, cameras. It's so funny that I I just read the other day that uh, Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry and Lisa Kudrow were all saying how sorry they were that Friends ended, <laughs> and then I like was reading the quote from Jennifer Aniston and she's just talking about the hours, <laughs> right. and how much fun they had. Yeah, and I was like, of course. It's a fucking sitcom yeah that is the most fun and also that live audience thing is really great and uh and yeah this show was just it was just hard so but i, I enjoyed it no i, I literally own all seven seasons on really TV. yeah do you have the barbie box i don't have the barbie box i have i, I didn't have them. one either i, I bought one single. they're very expensive <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> the heck they're yeah, very i could ask someone they, you know, they might, uh... but that was probably as close as i'll ever come to action figure i mean because when i saw yeah. the barbie box i was like this is seconds away from you know the the Midge Barbie uh, dolls. Yeah, that when that set came out, I was like, "Oh, should I like this show?" Yeah, that's the box set. The box set that they had was a. It's like a Barbie playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, all right, it's funny. So, how's Parenthood been? It's been great. It's like the complete opposite. Um, so Gilmore Girls ended. I went to do a Broadway show, which was. Um, really challenging and I did all these movies that no one saw <laughs> and <laughs> and I looked at and I read a bunch of stuff and and I didn't really know I didn't know what I wanted to do exactly and this was extremely it was as close as I'd found in terms of I didn't want to play I know it's another single mom but it was a different tone and it was not I what I liked about her were sort of the broken aspects which then, I don't know, didn't end up being exactly where the story went. It's not the show to, to, to you know, I was like, yeah, she's going to have real troubles and maybe she'll be like, a, you know, an alcoholic. And like, and they were like, that's not really the show, apparently. Like, we're, do, you know, we're telling sort of a, a happier family story. And um, but I really connected to it when I read it and I knew he had a great reputation, Friday Night Lights and stuff. And yeah. and um and it's an amazing group of people and it's an amazing work day that is not 50 million hours and um and coaches there and coaches there yeah who's awesome <laughs> so it's just you know and and we get to improvise some and so and they shoot it almost proscenium you know this four cameras going at a time so we go so oh, fast oh there you go that's the friday night lights model of kind of set it up in a way where you can get the coverage all at the same time, which is amazing. So you don't so, shoot for three minutes and then go wait two hours in your trailer and, and then, then come try back to replicate shoot. what you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's been a really positive experience and, um, and allowed me to kind of do some other, you know, stuff as well. Like it was just honestly the, the exact opposite where I'd be like, I'm done at noon. What am I, what, what do I do now? So I wrote a book. <laughs> That's always <laughs> one of my to... Did the book come out yet? Yeah. What is it? It's a book. <laughs> well, I have Chris, one in the a, car. It's a collection of words. Sifting through my notes here. I, uh, yes. I wrote... My notes are on my keys. <laughs> the words form sentences. The sentences form paragraphs. The paragraphs form chapters. Let me tell you. I wrote a book about a young actress in the 90s. Yes. It is. It's me, but it's not. And um, it... 
that would be an hit the New York Times the bestseller list. By the way, that's what I should have called it because it's it's called Someday, Someday, Maybe, which is very un- yeah. unwieldy. And I've sold it as a pitch to the CW, and I'm writing the pilot. Holy nice. shit! Yeah, so that's what I do. That's amazing. My, yeah, so that's the one of the many gifts of Parenthood, which is not only. Uh, does my boyfriend work there and the hours are really good but I I you know kind of had a little bit of freedom to to um, cook something else up so, so you, do you enjoy, enjoy the writing process it's uh it's you know I turn when I uh, started working with my editor who's a very smart person and a writer herself I said I you know I've I haven't done anything of this length before and just so you know I I was an English major and I wrote my senior thesis pretty much the night before like on the typewriter and and she's like okay well just so you know um I finished my senior thesis two weeks early and I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want them to think I was a geek. And I was like, oh, my God, are you in for it? Because she was, you know, completely uh, very disciplined and I am not. So it was it was really, really hard. And um, and I would do a lot of things differently. But I don't know. There was just something It was something I could do without needing anyone else. And I could just, you know, give myself something creative to do. Um, and then the fact that it sold and it, and it sold pretty well was good, but I would have just done it on my own just for, because my mind, I can't, you know, I, I, there's some job in between (laughs) Gilmore Girls and, and in out in terms of hours that I just haven't quite hit yet. Like I, I have to. Well, let me tell you, EPing and creating a show is not that in between. Yeah, I know. know. (laughs) Believe me. You know, uh, (laughs) you're going to have to answer a lot of questions about things. I know. Because no one else is going to know those answers because it came out of your brain. I know. But I I always, uh, I mean, you know, maybe it wasn't, uh, maybe it didn't feel like this to you because you pretty much worked every every year. But the, the, the path of acting was, I hated it. Which mm. is why I stopped auditioning years ago because I just I felt too powerless. I felt mm. too like I can't I can't you know wait around until someone decides that yeah. I am famous enough or attractive enough or something enough to that I have no control over. Like yeah. it just that process just felt so awful to me. Well, and I will say too, it starts. I think as I don't know if it's getting older or having done it for a while. It's what is the meaning of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's sort of like you get the job or you don't get the job or you, you you know, it's it starts to, for me, I'm more interested in what is my day? What's my day like? What's my day of work? And and less, I, I find that kind of like buzz of like, I got a thing and it's really exciting <laughs> and it's going to come out all over the place and everybody's going to go see it. It's like after you've gone through it enough, it's just, it, it's it, you have to just keep feeding that thing or you feel depressed and i don't think that's healthy you know so i i i don't know i have turned more in in inward <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um it doesn't mean that all the stuff that's exciting isn't exciting it's just i don't know you just mean it doesn't mean everything it doesn't mean everything you don't define yourself by it I mean, I think it's a hard uh, balance to strike, but I don't know. I start to look around and think, like, is it is really if I get the part in the thing? I, I don't know. Does it change anything? Does it make right. my 
my my day at home better? Well, you know? <clears throat> I think most people assume that, you know, there's this thing that's out there in right. the world and then they will acquire this thing and then that will fix them right. in some way or make other problems go away and then yep, and then exactly they don't that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, that's not that's how it works. <laughs> You're not going to get your solve your problems <laughs> <I'm> sure, <laughs> That lung rat's not going to solve all your emotional oh, problems. It will. It'll just keep you alive it longer. It will also be my best friend. Them, it know? will also be my best friend. Not after you destroy the rat to take the lung off it. <laughs> oh, it just grows like that mouse with the ear. <laughs> I, I don't think you know how science is. Um, but uh, I, I, I think that um, do you, like figuring out a way to be happy without that stuff is obviously challenging for a lot of people, particularly with what we all of do. Of course. Because we're all sort of – we're all a little broken – going into it totally. i think totally well why else would you want to put yourself it's like you know it's why would you want to be in a relationship it's like being in a relationship with somebody who doesn't call you mm-hmm. how long can you really say that's your boyfriend right. <laughs> you know <laughs> if the phone is not ringing and and you see people stay in it way past the amount of time they would stay in a, in a healthy relationship with a person you right. know so but i'm not on the other hand i have as much enthusiasm for being creative as I did when I got here, I just I know that no no matter what you get to, it it just it isn't going to fill whatever that void is. So, um, but I'm still excited about being an actor, and I'm really excited to work on this new fun thing. I I think I just I don't know. It sounds so phony, but I'm I am truly less attached to what happens with it. You know. Well, it's a nice feeling to. It's a nice feeling. And maybe this – obviously this comes with experience or age or whatever. But that one day where you kind of go, hmm, I, I guess I don't need this thing. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing it. But mm-hmm. it's not so much like a, ah, I need it. Well, it's, and it starts – The to, desperation's gone. Yeah. And, and there's a, you know – it's also like I'm not scraping my rent together as I was in the years when I was really struggling. So I have a, I can I can feel a little safety and peace in terms of like I, I I'm gonna live, you know, and and I'm gonna live. Yeah. You're gonna live. <laughs> well, not not, the, not you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna, gonna live. Here, let me correct it. You're gonna maintain your standard of living. <laughs> not necessarily, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. You just start to see people really clinging to it's it's, it's something that is behind them and i i was i don't want to be there for sure so i don't know i'll just keep trying to have a fun time at doing whatever i'm doing i don't i don't know do you like uh do you like the wisdom do you like getting older and feeling wiser (laughs) i've been thinking about this a lot lately really yeah because like part of me is like i don't want to get older but then i like but i don't feel as dumb as i used to feel you know so there is sort of a sort of a comfort of like I don't know. It's hard to see it when you're 25 because, like you said, oh, when I'm 30, it's all going to be over. Yeah. And then it you go, uh, no, when, when you turn, you just turned 30. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, but it, but it, it is that, it is sort of that feeling of like, oh, yeah, I kind of feel okay. Like, it's yeah. not, I don't feel, as, I, don't, I don't feel the way I thought it would be, which was like, it's all over. You know? <laughs> yeah. I do. I feel a sense of, in in I think a very positive way, a slight detachment and like it's not everything I'm living for. And I can absolutely remember. And it wasn't that long ago when it it was some idea of what was next and what was better, you know, was was the thing I was thinking about uh, a lot of the time. And I 
I'm so, I don't know. I just don't feel that way anymore. And it's not for lack of ambition or drive or all that stuff. It's just, I, I, I don't know. It all sounds so stupid, but I just do have a different piece about it. Like I've experienced enough of what the exciting parts of it can be that I know that they're, you know, I always think of <laughs> at the Golden Globes one year. <laughs> I was like at the Golden Globes. I was nominated for a Golden Globe and I had thought that this was going to be like the most exciting thing. You know, I had built something like that up in previous years to like, well, and then that's going to feel like that's going to feel. Right. And and I was there and I was like crammed into this table in the back and I didn't, I, I was there with a somebody from work and I didn't know anybody and I had sort of had a date with a guy who was kind of ignoring me. Like, those were all the things He was that ignoring I, you at yeah. the Golden Globes that <laughs> well, you were nominated for? Yeah. Well, like Jack well, Nicholson's like, over there. I mean... <laughs> yeah, he was like working the room and I was like... Oh, that's Yeah, gross. I know, I know. And so I was just like, I was like, I, I was like, wait, this is nothing like... And like, I don't, it just wasn't anything like what I thought it would be and I couldn't wait to get home. And so... I, not I don't know I you you, ha, you if you if you are in a way it's lucky enough to have the experiences that ruin all your childhood visions of what something's <laughs> going to be I've been lucky enough to have my childhood dreams destroyed but I'm thankful because We're if I was still lucky. like if I, if I was still like you guys you guys you want to go that thing <laughs> I mean that, it's like I remember one uh, uh, Sundance festival with. I, I believe that we coined this term, but it probably already exists. I was with a friend and we were like, oh, this is the party, this, this party, this party. And then we get to the party. It was horrible. And we go, no, no, we heard about this other party. We got to go. We got to go. And I was like, we're chasing the fun. We're chasing the fun. <laughs> and it just may not exist. And so like you have enough of those and you're like, the fun just happens when it happens. And I don't know. It's just all. I like that silly. phrase. Chasing the fun. Chasing right? the fun. You got to shut it down. If you realize at a certain point that, that you're chasing the fun, you're not. It's you got to just go home and. Watch How many TV. awful things have happened in our lives collectively <laughs> because we're chasing the fun because yeah. we don't know how to just have, have fun. Be the fun. Yeah, you don't know how to fun <laughs> yeah. where you are. It's like it's over there. It's over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like, like fucking like the universe. You're a cat and the universe has a laser pointer. <laughs> you're just like there it is. Exactly. Look at there. Exactly. So Fuck yeah, you know. And again, I don't. I I feel that it sounds cynical, but I I it is the opposite of cynical. It's like it's some horrible like Pollyanna part of me that I didn't used to have, where I'm like, it it's not out there. It's kind of in here, and that's the place. That's the place to look, guys. <laughs> you have to look inside. Within. <laughs> you have to look deep inside. Wonderful. Let's everything. all take a moment. And look Let's within. have some tea and get a pull up Toni Morrison book <laughs> up on our. Let's go back to this Golden Globe situation. No! (laughs) That's so gross. Were you dating this guy? No, no, no. It wasn't. I'm I'm probably uh, uh, making it too. We were not a thing. It was just a guy I liked. You went on a date. It was a guy I liked, and I was like, and then I'll be in my dress, and we'll be at the Golden Globe. And it just wasn't, and nothing horrible happened. It just wasn't that way. And, And I just think of that as kind of maybe the beginning of the turning point where I was like, None of this feels like anything. Like it, it sure it feels fun to have any kind of uh, attention, you know. And and um, but I don't know. I just I it was just. Well, a you watch where it. I... You be like it's it's those moments I think where even though you think you know how it how everything works, you still are just like everyone else when you watch an award show and you're like, oh, that's so. 
Christ. Yeah. That must be amazing. Yeah. And then it happens and you're like, oh, Oh, I was just I was just watching a TV show. <laughs> well, and I think there people go, you know, some people probably enjoy it much more and feel really seen and sort of, you know, feel special or feel Seems princessy to me. or it something. It feels very yeah. stressful to me. I just the whole thing. So I went to the Emmys one year um uh just to just What were you not nominated for? <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Single Not Lifetime Achievement Award. It's not here yet, but I deserve it. Um, it was uh, no, well, I was, I, I was, I was, I'm friends with Neil Harris, and he was hosting one year, so okay, a sure. group of us went to right. support him. Yeah. And, I'm on board. And it was a very stressful. It's just like the fucking red carpets, this labyrinth yeah. of craziness, and it, everyone's so like, this is the most important thing. And then you're sandwiched in, and the show's long, and you're just like, I don't know. But especially now when. I mean, I would say the most fun parts of those years was going with Sam, who's sitting here in the Sam thing. Pancake over Sam in Pancake the, in, the, in the corner. <laughs> Sam Pancake. But honestly, I learned quickly that even even with you know work people who I love, it, it the most fun I was going to get out of the experience was to go with a friend. And Sam, as everyone knows, is the mayor of Hollywood and knows far more people than I will ever know. And so it was just fun to run into people. And then we made it like a you know a, a good. A good time, but like celebrity camp. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, because other because it's it's work, you know, and and it's long. It is long, and it and it's it's. I, I found, um, you know, when I used to go out and, and drink all the time, it's like the drinking is the thing that social. It's automatically you're automatically socializing, mm-hmm. and when you're not, at a certain point, you're like. Oh yeah, this feels like a little bit of effort and work. Mm. It's not. It's not just. It is. It's totally chasing. It's totally chasing the fun. <laughs> so I'm, and I'm so glad when I think back of all of those nights where, where I was doing that exact thing. We're like, mm-hmm. well, can we get into this place? And what's mm-hmm. that thing? And oh, you just missed the wave, and you got to go to this. Like, just awful, awful, mm-hmm. awful. I don't so miss glad it at all. I don't ever do that. Well, and it's a different world now too because there's so much more um, access. For for everyone, in terms of when when I when I first moved here, I think there was one tabloid magazine. It was the National Enquirer. There was no Us Weekly. There was no In Touch. There was no celebrities. They're just like us. There was no Whose Cellulite Is This. There was no There was no any of that stuff. And so, and so the answer is always Kirstie Alley. Is that, um, is that, <laughs> <laughs> but there was not the pressure of like everybody knows. <laughs> Let's just take a moment within. Let's take a moment within, okay? <laughs> Those are they're pretty. They're pretty. Uh, I saw. I saw one. Someone posted on uh, Instagram. It was Jenny Fine who works at the theater. Mm-hmm. She posted on Instagram something in like Us Magazine, and it actually it it infuriated me so much that I almost tried to launch a campaign against it. Mm. But it was basically the Who Wore It Better thing mm. with. Kids with like <gasps> celebrity kids, uh, where they were basically rating like Surrey wore yeah. this better than so why? Yeah. Why are you guys shocked? <laughs> but it's because some kids are. look fucking stupid <laughs> in that shirt, and someone and said, other kids look awesome. And someone said, "Oh no, they're doing it ironically to be funny." I'm like, but they're still rating these poor kids. Like that should be fucking so illegal. Like that should be like 
paparazziing children and then raiding them against one but another is fucking gross. It's so, and I think if you're, uh, frankly, again, a certain age, this all seems insane. Like, I backed up, this is sort of related, <laughs> I backed up in my car the other day and it's like beeping and showing me pictures and I'm like, shut up. I know how to back up. I've been backing up since I was 16. Like, I don't want, I want to put a key in the thing. I don't want the button. I can't find my keys now because my keys are in I my bag. I always don't know where they are. It's supposed to be convenient and it's not. And this is like, I remind, I'm like, I think I'm, I've turned into my father who was like, what do you need a VCR for? You'll just watch more of TV. You know, like, I, and we didn't, we were like the last people to get <laughs> a microwave or a, a VCR or, you know, uh, so I don't need any of it. And it really freaks me out. Like the stuff with the kids and the pictures and the Instagram. And, you know, I, I work with somebody in the morning on parenthood. It's Twittered in the afternoon. Like it's, it all is freaky to uh, me. So uh, I, so we're going to, we're going to start a, just a photographic feed of your day called Instagram. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's just all, all Lauren Graham all the time. It'll be essentially be a reality show and still images. Yes, that's my... That would totally be the As you can see from everything I've been talking about, that would be my that's dream totally, exactly. Okay, okay. Let me sweeten the pot a little bit. Let okay. me sweeten the pot a little bit. Um, uh, uh, the, the picture, whatever you do in your normal day, with the Nashville filter from <laughs> Instagram. I don't know what that is. Everything's filtering. Oh. So they look like old-timey oh, pictures lovely. or oh, 70s so pictures. Nice. It'll just... Oh. Take yeah. us through all. This is what you would have looked like in Great. Mad Men days. I thought, yes. I thought it was just a filter that would put Hayden Panettiere in the photo. <laughs> That's exactly in any or That's Connie exactly. or Connie Britton. It puts Connie Britton in any phonograph. Wonderful. <laughs> Did you say phonograph? phonograph. No photograph. Photograph. I wish you had said phonograph. Sarsaparilla in the summertime. Do you still talk to any of the old uh, gang anymore? I do. Yeah. I. Um... Everybody lives. I see Jen and Pete the most, probably. They have two kids now, they right? They have two kids. Um, Connie has a kid, and um, and who else were we talking about? Uh, I haven't seen Melissa in a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. We we had like a thing where we we had a girls' night. You know, we tried to do that, but you know, you get older and you get busy, and time <laughs> marches on. Um, but yeah, I'm always happy to see that. So, group. when's the uh, uh, Gilmore Girls Kickstarter campaign oh happening? God. For I pushed for it. I tweeted about it. I mean, I don't know. I it, this this is definitely the question I'm most asked that I can't believe I haven't formulated a ready answer for yet. Like. The ready answer is fuck yourself. Like you can just tell people like fuck yourself. <laughs> but I can't. I can't tell the nice the nice kids. You that. can say that to me though. I can say it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yourself. Chris. Yeah. See. <laughs> oh, it's just like when I used to ask you. <laughs> this feels very familiar. I honestly, we have to. I can't. I can't understand what I was thinking. There was one specifically that I remember, <laughs> and I think it was like the third, or, the third or fourth time that I had done it. And I don't blame you because again, I was the messiest. I was a person that I refer to as Peter Hardwick, who was my fat drunk brother. Um, but uh, we were at, for some reason, we were at like the Hard Rock or something. We were at the... No. It was at a restaurant at the Beverly Center and... Or maybe it wasn't Hard Rock. It was, there was another like, restaurant there. The Luxor? The Cheesecake Factory? No. California Pizza Kit? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. But we were with a group of people there, and we went outside to smoke cigarettes. And what? I was pretty drunk. And I, was I like, never did and that. I, <laughs> this was maybe like 2001. Was it that bar, that pub called St. Somebody's? Anyway, go on. No, St. Nick's. No, yeah, that's yeah, on 3rd. Okay. okay. Uh, but this was, a, this was, I don't know what we were doing. Okay. So we're outside, and we're having s- smokes, and um, I was really drunk, and I was like, 
look, serious. Like I, I got into, I got into like, I got into like logical mode, like lawyer mode, where I was like, Your Honor, seriously, why wouldn't this happen? But drunk logic. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Love, I love that you're so drunk at a theoretical California pizza kitchen. Yes, <laughs> you fucking lush. It was a the, it was they, it was theoretical I pizza had a kitchen. Barbecue chicken pizza and another fucking red stripe. There hasn't been a California pizza kitchen here for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> More cilantro. We <laughs> uh, were standing outside smoking and we were alone, so I was like, ah, it's perfect. And I was like, but seriously, why don't we just, we should totally just go out. And then you looked at me very serious and you were like, why do you think this is going to happen? Like, it was not so mean. Funny. It wasn't mean. It was yeah. just like, it was almost like when, uh, it was almost like I was hitting on my sister's best friend, uh-huh. who was like, "Seriously, right. dude, what? Come on, really?" But then I remember. I think you had pointed out, like, you're kind of a mess. Like, I think you had I sort of I said. I think I probably saw that, but it doesn't mean I didn't see the crisp beneath. <laughs> um, because then I remember. I remember conversely because I went through a time where I feel like then I probably would have gone out with you, but then you were not available. Right. Because I went, I went through a time where I was like, hold on, everybody got married. Let me go. <laughs> You're going through the book. I missed it. I missed it. Not, not even going through the book, but, but I was sort of like, what about all those appealing people from my 20s? Where did they go? Oh, they got married? Oh, all right. What about Chris? No? Okay. Still, like, is he still drinking? What's going on? What's the story there? <laughs> but where I did redate literally any person that I had ever kind of dated and it was, wasn't that many because I mainly was in a relationship, but right. um, yeah. So I don't know. It was a long, yeah, so are you, so are you a serial monogamous? Was it like long-term relationship to long-term relationship? Pretty much. Yeah. Except for those, except for those times when, except for like the golden globe years where I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I presented him with an award and he got my phone number. Like, I guess we'll go out. Like where it was just like ridiculous. Oh, now I wonder who that is. Oh. No, no, no. It wasn't that for some Oh, okay. Time. All right. No, I just, when I just mean like I had never, ever gone out with any actors at all. And then suddenly I met a bunch of actors and, and I, and you know, dated some of them. Can you do you feel like you could date someone outside the business or do you, would you need to have someone who understands kind of what it is without necessarily doing the same thing that you do? I don't know. I mean, I think it's really really helpful if you're in the same business, you don't have to do the same branch of it, but one because I find it really interesting and I love creative people and um and there's just a schedule madness to it all that I think is helpful if you can share an understanding of like this is not nine to five or you right. know. Yeah. Um, so there may be some emotional ups and downs. Sure. Because yeah, because if you Oh, when do the ups come? <laughs> okay, there may be some downs and slightly less downs. Um, so yeah, but it, it's it, it, I, I do I do like not feeling that like desperation anymore mm. that's a really that's a really nice feeling doesn't mean everything's solved no but look at what you did i mean you made your own home in a way mm-hmm. of like doing mm-hmm. didn't Maybe you moment bit. within <laughs> moment within you made you made something that gives you uh, all these different outlets that is yours and i think that's kind of what we're both talking about is you do get to a point where you're like Really, I gotta just wait for fifty other people whose agendas are incredibly varied to decide. You know, why right. don't I just? Maybe I've learned enough at this point that I can, you know, 
be just my own. Do it yourself. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, obviously I think, you know, the, the, the development of technology made that a lot easier yeah. than it was in the, because I remember both sides of it where, you know, in the ni- in the nineties, you really, you didn't really have a lot of opportunities. Just like, Oh, let's go make a thing. No. What do you mean? I'm going to, I'll write a script. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> Perform it in the basement <laughs> of happy happies. Yeah, exactly. Happy happies. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, but so definitely now I always tell people like there's no excuse anymore to not be able to go do your own thing. Cause... Well, and now the problem is there are so many people doing their own thing. It's how do you make money and how do you get an audience and how, you know, how do you compete with all of of the other available that's what's kind of exciting about it though because really? it forces you to figure it forces you to right. be more creative because you know because technology has essentially leveled the playing field mm. in that way at least from a distribution side it's like fl- far and away the big land grab you know it's a big mm-hmm. land grab yeah and then you see nicole kidman's bush at some point <laughs> that's like far and away what are we right? talking about now <laughs> Isn't that the, i'm sorry that might have been cold mountain <laughs> What? I don't know. I, I don't think, think it's in either no, of them. Cold, cold Mountain. It's in Cold Mountain. <laughs> no. It's in Cold Mountain. I think it might, it is in cold it might, be, in de- it might be in Dead Calm. Nope. It's in Cold Mountain. You're right. welcome. Look right. it up. <laughs> um, but, but now I think there's certainly much more of an artistic meritocracy in the mm-hmm. sense that if if your thing works, then it it you know it'll bubble up. Yeah. To the, it'll, which uh, kind of brings us back to where it was when we came, which was, you know, if, if you're... The level playing field then was network television. That was sort of right. like you have these opportunities, and then slowly cable kind of expanded that playing field. And then, yeah, now it's even more. And by the way, I still, you know, need a network to put this thing on the air. And sure. it's not like a complete, I'm not just performing it in my <clears throat> um, living room, like game night. You could, though. Again. You probably I could. have a pretty nice living room. As well. I don't. I don't think I've been to your house, and I don't know if you live in the same house since the last time. You I haven't was. been to. I think you were at the house that had the like brick patio in the back. Mm-hmm. I know you were at that house, and then there was. I had sort of a weird mistake house in between. It was like it <laughs> <laughs> was like oops, that was a bad call on every level. And then now didn't you I'm come a... to Rock of Ages one night? Yes. And then we you had a party or something afterwards, didn't you? Yes. When we were doing yes. it, I think that was the last time I saw oh, you, which would yeah. have been like 2006. What, was it that recent? That seems too recent. That was seven years ago. No, it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that was seven was years it? ago. Oh, yes. man. Vanguard. That was at the Vanguard. That's yeah. right. That was at the Vanguard. Were you there? Yeah, we went. I know. And with, you with, were there. And oh, you and you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But then what house was that? Well, then that would have been this house. Okay. I like that house. That was a nice house. No, that, that's the house that I'm in now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That was a, that, that's a, yeah that's it's a, a nice house. It's a nice little house. <laughs> it's a nice little house you got there. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I just, I remember, I remember trying to bond with Matt Perry, and that didn't... It, it never works. Not, it didn't, you know? never works. No. I think because with a guy like Matt, where you kind of go like, all right, he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to appreciate if I come up mm-hmm. and be funny at him. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, and I think uh, what you forget is, oh, everyone does that. Yeah. Uh, so he was fine. He was yeah. fine. But I think I just I thought, oh, we're going to really connect. Yeah. And uh, when we didn't. I could see you really connecting, though, in a different circumstance. Right. I like mean... we go to the Golden Globes together. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, not there. Don't, don't look uh, okay, for your connections said. there. It's not good. <laughs> What's more stressful, the Golden Globes or the Emmys? Are they both just... I don't know. I mean, it's, it is... I don't mean to take the fun out of it. There is an aspect of, oh my God, I can't... Every time you go to something like that is... I never get over it. And I... Uh, so the Golden Globes, was, which I only went to maybe just that one, maybe twice. Um, it is more, you're packed in, there's sort of a party atmosphere and everything's right there. And again, the way the world has changed now, these parties and the, and the world of the, these shows has gotten so big. It's, it's not just the people who are there. It's like, it feels like it's been opened up a little bit. Do they? Why is everyone? Why do when people present? Is it always so awkward? Are they just seeing the copy for the first time on the prompter, or are they trying to <laughs> well, like? I why remember, is it so awkward? So the last time I presented was with Matthew, uh-huh. and they had worked. They had given us some comedy, and we quotation <laughs> 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 marks take some comedy, and we'd kind of worked uh, on our own thing because we were like, "What's more fun than the two of us have be, who are friends and we'll talk about it and we'll like you know." make it better and do will be funny and that'll be fun and then we got there and they said we're cutting all the chit chat so just go out and present and we were like but all of our chit chat that we've worked on (laughs) for days now and so at the last minute we were like well what if we okay say this and we made some joke about his show mr sunshine that was really predicated on knowing friends I, it, it didn't go well and so, and we were both so kind of horrified and sh- and then like because we had i think we presented two awards and then like the guy runs out at the you know while they're showing the clip and he's like okay that was funny but um just just do the copy okay oh, just no, do the copy no, no, and no. we were like but we don't even have a chance to so i think that the you know because they're trying to keep these things to a limit right they've kind of taken i mean not at the golden globes and i thought when tina fey and amy poehler uh, hosted that they they loosened it up again but th- there's pressure you know and you have all these people telling you how to do it and what to do and and so i think it i don't know it's all it all feels stressful but that was particularly <laughs> stressful <laughs> is that the kind of thing that bothers you for the next oh my couple, god i'm so bothered right now and i had forgotten about it sort of <laughs> oh you're re really like, upset about it oh my it. god that i will like walk away and because the, the Let's problem go to a is ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good but just do the copy just, just stick to the copy um just no because then if if uh, the problem is i i have done it again in my mind and it's gone really well yeah but i you'll never see that version because it's in the past <laughs> and so you know you wanted to come back from the <laughs> clip and you're like okay guys here's what just happened just so you know yeah. we worked on this thing and yeah. then we did but then you didn't know oh and then he said so we're just gonna make and it right we're just gonna joke, make we it had right. another joke and that would have been better and we should have done that okay but what was that minute... one what was that one do you remember <laughs> it was something yes of course i do because i've been traumatized <laughs> for life it was something to the effect of they've told us that we've run out of time for chit chat so we're just going to present the award oh we can't do that joke no oh that was funny yeah <laughs> that's too bad. Too bad. And we then we laugh that. at our own joke that we you don't know the audience because see this would have tanked too. No, and then, no. And so then we it's just a little more inside of the we've been told we can't do chit chat and then we oh we can't tell that thing oh okay and then we laugh and hopefully you laugh along and that's it. See that I think that totally would have worked yeah. particularly is if if you had laughed at like three or four jokes and taken up the same amount of time 
talking yeah. about how you couldn't tell those yes, jokes. Yes, exactly. Well, that was totally the works. idea of the, the, the sort of whatever. That was the idea. And then at the last minute, we were like, they, what if that doesn't go well? They won't understand. We'll, and then, you know, we did something else. You should have said, also said in there, can you guys just scroll prompter and then just chuckle as the. <laughs> as, as, oh. Oh. <laughs> and then just go, Nicole Kidman's Bush, and then run off stage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It, it's just another thing. And then I had present. I was supposed to present. To, oh my God, you're always in the waiting room with uh, some assortment of people, and it should feel like this brotherhood. And sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. And I've tried to talk to Betty White. Wasn't that the same year? Same year. And I don't remember what I said, but she didn't, she, she misheard me. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, whatever. I just, I always walk away from those like, damn it, damn it, you messed it up again. How can you, how, why, why don't you just like be normal, be normal? I still like feel like I'm in junior high. Like I'm always like, um, excuse me, um, Ms. White. I'm like, I'm in a corseted gown too. Like, why can't we all be enjoying the fruit platter? But no, I get like really stressed out. So I think it's just, there's some combination of like what makes me anxious and show business, which is just like not a good match, even though it's what I do. Well, that's just a, that's a very human thing. And I we all we all do that, and yeah. you know I think to an extent that's probably what I did with with Matt. Yeah, uh, was just sort of feeling like this is my moment, you know, yeah. like where yeah. you just don't want to. When really you can just be like, hey, how's it going? You know. But also, I think when you're a certain kind of person, you really come at it from such a fan place and such an appreciation, and like you're you're vulnerable. And I I would much rather come from there and be destroyed then like i definitely have seen the other way people can go which is which is supreme entitlement and that probably you feel much better (laughs) (laughs) happier but i just don't like i just feel like i would rather feel i never belong and i will never belong than yeah this is my town you know (laughs) it just like grosses me well the former you've essentially just described this podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like, hey, this is really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> really, guys, I can do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's only it's only sort of worked against us one time, which was uh, we haven't put it up yet. It okay, was, uh, it was Harrison Ford. Oh, it was Harrison Ford. And what, what your what do you mean your innate against that? I mean the sort of fan where you get super <laughs> nervous. Yeah, because yeah. I don't really. I watched him on Kimmel, and. Uh, Pretty much, Kimmel got the same Harrison. Ford. He got the same. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it's. I mean, he was he was fine, but I, but I, it's it's very rare that I get uh, any more. I mean, just because we've done so many of these, that yeah. I'm I'm a lot more comfortable than when we started. But there's maybe there's a couple people in the world where you're just like, yeah, like you can't because on a molecular level, that person is just programmed into your cells, yeah. and you can't you know just of who they were to yeah. you. And no matter how hard, you know, like normally I can be like, I can, I can crush that down to kind of make this he happen. Could not crush it I down. could not crush it. But down. But I understand, and you can't, you can't be hard on yourself because I, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't understand that more. And how, what could you do? You can't, you can't be. I played Diane Keaton's daughter in a movie, and and. You know, the whole time I was a dis- I was a mess. I was like, <laughs> uh, 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 I know, right? Uh, Annie Hall, 
all. Like, it's just so crazy. And she was like a friend to me. Cut. Why is she ending every line with Annie Hall? Lauren, the line is Nicole Kidman's bush, and then you're supposed to run off camera. Oh, my God. She was nothing but nice to me and kind. And she, and I mentioned this in the acknowledgments in the book, she is a person who, for some reason, as I'm like, (laughs) you know, she said to me, you know, you should write a book. And that was, I don't know why, and I don't know what was going on, but honestly, that put it in my mind because she was so much to me that I thought, well, if she thinks I can do it, like, you know, and why it takes Diane Keaton, you know, I don't know why not. I'm sure my father's like, what about when I said you could do things? (laughs) You're not Diane Keaton. (laughs) Yeah. But so, you know, that changed. You still have a VCR, Dad. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) But that changed my life, you know, and and. So what are you going to do? Well, that's that's Listen good. I, I think it's good. I think it's good to still have those experiences. I think it's good to still. I think it's good to not be jaded by things and yeah. still enjoy things and still be surprised and still be excited by things. I, it definitely means you're still doing the right thing because the day that it's all boring to you, yeah. it's just like it, then you should stop. You should really well. Stop. And I think maybe it's just a life. Um, let not. It's a life goal for you let's take in your Harrison Ford situation yeah. to let let yourself be um more you know feel feel differently next time you know what i mean it's like well particularly if you're in a situation where you're and, and i don't i don't think necessarily what we do on the show is interview people is sort of like have coffee chats mm-hmm. and just like conversations but the 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 most devastating thing that you, that you can let happen if you're in that type of situation is to be afraid of the person right. that you're talking to. Right. Once you're scared, you can't because right. your brain scrambles. You you know you go all lizard brained and you're just like you're just knots inside. And you know all I can say is and and I and honestly I think it was okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't you know I, and he was fine. But but I think it. Uh, I mean he rolled with it. But it, but I, I definitely just think that. Um, you know, it's a human reaction. It's just a human but did reaction. But did you feel like because of the state you were in, it altered how he was? That if you'd been able to be more comfortable, no. maybe you could have, could have gotten... Maybe, because... but, but he, seems to, he seems to enjoy when people are squirming mm. in a way that's sort of like... A, I, think he, I think it's sort of fun. I think he thinks hmm. it's kind of amusing in a way. I mean, he was fine, but it, it definitely... I feel like because his sense of humor is very... He's a very dry sense of humor. Mm. And um, I think if I had been more able to be present and not so much in this mode, mm-hmm. that I would have fucked around with that more mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, oh, in but, Mosquito Coast. Uh-huh. I have another thing in the world of Chasing the Fun, though, which is it's the more famous person's job to make it okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, and this came upon, and I, they shall remain nameless, but I was like shopping in some store in New York and someone who I had – met and knew like many times was also shopping in the store and i was like well i'm not gonna bother them because it's their it's their it's on them like if it's on them to be like hey remember we met at the thing and if they're not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it right because it's it's their i don't know where these are just like the rules i make up in my mind (laughs) so to to me i think if you're harrison ford you you know part of that uh, uh, responsibility or, you know, maybe not, but I, I would feel like maybe it's his job to know how nervous people are and to, and to, you know, maybe, but them. then I, but then my answer to that would be, I should be more, uh, 
I, I should have been more professional in the sense that I should have had it a little more under control. Because I, it's never, it's the only time it's ever happened. Right. Out of 400 shows that you we've were, done. You were, you were off your game. Because I was yeah. so like, yeah. like I I was fine until I got there. I felt like, yeah, I got this. Yeah. But there were moments where I felt like I had to jump in with questions just because you were just like. <laughs> You're making this worse. Like you would process, <laughs> you process, processing his yeah. answer and you were overthinking and then I was like, okay, there's going to be silence here unless I ask a question. Oh my God. But, but it was, uh, and thank you, thank you for that. But, um, but it, it's just like, I was all fine. And then I sat down and he was a foot from me. Yeah. And it just, I just wasn't, nothing could have prepared me. Yeah. Nothing could have prepared me no. for that. And, and there are maybe three people in the world, like him, Steve Martin, mm-hmm. like Bill Murray. There's only like a couple people where I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah. Because of who they meant to me when yeah. I was, uh, you but know. that's okay, isn't it? I mean, isn't that okay? Unless like, you're a podcast listener. <laughs> well, but so the podcast listener gets the insight into what that experience was, I guess and, so. and and probably identifies with it. I mean, this is what my little girly novel is about because I am still learning this lesson over and over and over again, and it's better than it used to be, but I have had those experiences, too, where I'm like, really? After all this time? I can't, I mean, you know, it's things have been going fine, and I can't, like, hold it together and, and just feel like, you know, some some ease, And and but I think that's the nature of being very hard on yourself, which sure. is how you got here. So, you know, you can only... Be thankful that you're a human being. Well, and and, and but and, and honestly, you sort of like those moments are kind of a gift because it reminds you that you still care about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it also reminds you, it also teaches you like it was such an amazing, wonderful lesson. And like, you don't have to be afraid of anyone. Like, yeah. you can just talk to you can just talk to anybody. And they'd probably prefer if you weren't. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, because yeah. that just sort of feeds into the thing that they're yeah. used to. I'm sure you've, you know, you've met people before and you start kind of fanning on them and they don't, they don't let you off the right. hook. Right. Um, <laughs> if people, if people come up to me like at Comic Cons and stuff and they're like, oh, I watch, talk, you know, I listen to the podcast. I'm always like, hey, it's totally cool. Like, I always yeah. want them to feel like it's no, there's no, right. I'm not going <laughs> to blow you up. I'm, I'm not, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but just sometimes you see there are some people who are so much at this at this other stratum that when when they sense fan mode, yeah. they just kind of like glaze over because yeah. it's just it's it's a thing to well, them. Well, it's and it's for what they have to do for safety to, or you right. know to just like get through the day. And yeah. there are some of those people who I you know I, I don't know how you do it at certain levels. It seems really unappealing, you know. To, Where you have to, no life left, no really. Life. Yeah, no place you can go. And, like, you bite into your sandwich and people are like, king, 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 picture, picture, <laughs> picture, Twitter, Twitter. You know, like, yeah. there's – there's so it's hard. It's hard to be Sam Pancake, you know what mm. I'm saying? How do you do it, Sam? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole physical component to that comment that made me just enjoy that. Sam is hilarious. Sam is just, hilarious. I, I hope you get the opportunity to hang out with Sam. I really hope you get the opportunity to hang out with Sam Pancake. Right, let's do he's it. One, he's one of the funniest people that you could hang out with. It's true. Um, did you do Groundlings, Sam? I didn't. You didn't? Did you do any improv? I did. I Nice. But I worked with all those people again and again. And again. You know all those people. That's I, yeah. the proximity. That when does this um, 
come on the air? Um, is there a particular time that's better for you? <laughs> <laughs> we're very loose. Like, we're very. Like, I think I sound best between the hours. <laughs> between the months no, of September because and Sam has a show. You don't have to well, it's your show. Why wouldn't I? Sammy, I, promote your show. Oh, it's called Strong Cho- Stronger Choices. It's I, me and Drew Drogi, who's a comic mastermind, play asshole life coaches. It is the the one of the funniest things, and I, you know, I've ever seen. It's it's so funny. The characters are so great, and to me, it is a show that needs to be seen. It's they're life coaches, which which you know. Is it a live show? Yeah. Say it on the microphone so people oh. hear it. <laughs> August twentieth and twenty first at Casita del Campo. Yes. And a strong, Stronger Choices, it's the sequel about two asshole life coaches who used to be lovers and now just live in a van in Temecula. <laughs> and in, a, in an abandoned poppy mill, they've turned into a mancation uh, retreat. <laughs> okay. And they have life lessons for you. <laughs> so the, I'll put this up before August 20th so that oh, okay. can go, can go see that show. Yeah. It's really, really good. And it's one of those things where it's like that once Sam – uh, achieves the, the, his like stature that he de- so deserves. Yeah, okay, then works. I then I will re- then I will retire from show business because I will have all my dreams answered. Like it just will everything will be will make sense in the world. Well, yeah, I mean, I I, I uh, but you're making a show for CW, so yeah. Do, do you? Feel- oh yeah. He he'll be in it a hundred percent, but I right? <laughs> you'll be playing the twenty six year old girl. Of course you will. <laughs> That's I believe how good he is. I believe in That's you. How good he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that would be. I mean, I'm just trying to manage my uh, expectations and like one step at a time. It, but so far, we're, I'm writing the pilot. I and I I love it. It's you know I'm really attached to this story and. It would be amazing to get it on the air, and it would be amazing to see it be a show and see, you know, among other things, all the people who I. If you love. do, it, if you do a table read, you just want to hear yeah. it out loud. Yeah. I, and I if, and there are dude things in there. Yeah. I will just come read it f- uh, with you. You're crazy, but of course you you will do that. Yeah. I'll just invite myself to do that, even though there might not be. Well, a, hang on. Maybe there's a sarcastic older fat man. Well, the, th- <laughs> the thing older? is, then the 26 year old. Oh, older than 26 year old lead. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is. And I, I don't even care anymore. I, uh, it, it the girl works as a waitress in a comedy club, and one of the things that I really want to do is have an opportunity for comic cameos. Oh, that's perfect. And yeah, so th- you're you're in. I love it. Yeah, you can play. Fats are weird. Tell who worked the door. <laughs> and the weird. guy's crying. <laughs> yes. And the garbage hits. The, I mean, that's all I need of the joke. I don't even need the that's whole all joke. You need. Yeah. Uh, and, and what is your what is your book called? The book is called Someday, Someday, Maybe. The working title for the show right now is called Unfamous. Fantastic. Thanks. It is so good to see you again. So good to see you. I'm Let's sorry hang seven out. years went by without us hanging out. <laughs> Let's not let it happen again. It's not going to happen again, Lauren Graham. It's going to happen right. again, probably. Again. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, you're both very busy. We're all reconnected. We- <laughs> Come on. Big time. We'll do a game night one night and okay. be like, everyone chill the fuck out. <laughs> and we'll do a game night and remember why we stopped having Stop chasing them. the fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. All right. Lauren Mwah. Graham. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream. So he created Halo Top, in his Cuisinart, 
or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.